The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome one and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Monday, June 1st, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing. We know there's a lot going on in the world right now. We know there's a lot going on in the United States, and we hope that talking about the Dallas Cowboys brings you some level of joy. We are here to do that once again for like the 500th time in a row, joined by the one, the only, Papa Ocho himself, my best friend. What is up, my dude? We made it to June. Yes, we did. And, uh, well, here we are, starting a new month, um, almost half of the year going by. This is technically, and there's a lot obviously up in the air due to the COVID-19 pandemic that our world is still dealing with, Um, but in terms of normal off-seasons, this is technically the last month without football because July brings training camp and then, you know, you're set through February. Um, The girls, Kelsey, Charles, and Meg Murray will get in to kind of some stuff that Governor Abbott talked about with regards to the state of Texas later today on Girls Talking Boys. Uh, But um, hopefully that's the case. I mean, we're supposed to, you know, lots of soccer leagues are returning this month. The PGA Tour is returning this month. Uh, The NBA is voting on a plan seemingly on Thursday. Uh, It seems like the MLB and NHL kind of have their plans. Um, I mean, I know this, you know, we're one day closer than we were yesterday, but it does feel like this is the closest we've been to the return of professional sports in some time. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, just the uh, couple of exhibitions that we've seen in golf and, you know, even some of the soccer leagues without Bundesliga, fans. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it uh, it's fun to watch. And NASCAR, I mean, you know, we talked about NASCAR earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, the American people, you know, we, everyone, we like to see, you know, a a good competitive uh, spirit on on some type of level, some type of activity. And uh, and I think that's what it's all about. Like I told you also earlier this week, I uh, was watching the American Cornhole Championships. And, you know, if you sit down and watch that, there is a lot of strategy, a lot of, you know, technical, you know, thought process goes into that like in every other sport. So... 
you know, I mean, hey, I, I'm, I just, I, I'm ready to get back to some, you know, good sports, watching them, you know, even if it's from our, from our living room and not be able to go uh, there in person. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about that. I think that sports have just ballooned over the last quarter century, and it feels, you know, we're we're so close. It feels like to gambling being legalized all over the country. Um, that will open up some more opportunities, for lack of a better word, in the world of sports. There's so much data. There's so many analytics. You know, there, there's so much information you can process on sports that. Uh, I know this was a week ago at this point, but there was something about the the match too that was just bare bones. You know what I mean? Just you know, classic you know hamburger and fries type thing. You know what I mean? Like it was so nice to just enjoy sports, and I think that we're all you know not only there but have been there, uh, and hopefully the NFL uh, goes on as scheduled and training camp and everything will be its own thing, and um, it will be a very different year to say the least a very different season um but on the subject of a year you know a lot can happen in a year that's uh that's a line in uh in rent uh 525,600 minutes and I wanted to ask a question as we celebrate the month of June starting um and it has to do with the subject of a year uh when you think about what a year ago today was in Cowboys world I don't even know what was happening on June 1st uh 2019 but a lot has changed, right? I mean, Jason Garrett's no longer the head coach. You know, the Cowboys have invested a defensive tackle, right? Um, Kellen Moore turned out to be pretty good. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a Cowboy. And so my question is simple. What have you changed your mind on most over the course of the last year with regards to the Dallas Cowboys? And there are some things maybe that were reinforced, and maybe that's your answer. Maybe it was just reinforced to, you know, a full 100%. Uh, But, you know, so it doesn't have to be, you know, a complete 180, if that makes sense. I'm talking about what what needle has moved the most for you in terms of the Cowboys over the course of the last year. Well, I mean... I, and, you know, I guess uh, maybe most people would guess this, but, you know, I, I guess it's the thing that uh, really resonates the most with me, and, and that is that uh, I do feel like, you know, more than ever now, uh, not that I've ever abandoned uh, or thought that the Cowboys front office had abandoned the idea that, you know, they really wanted to go out and win, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, some of the things they've done has really... I think put an exclamation point on that uh, approach, you know, and, and it starts with uh, the change they made at the top with the coaching change and coaching changes uh, that, you know, the, uh, the subsequent coach has yeah, come even, in and made. retaining Kellen. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so, so I think, you know, again, and I, I don't want to be boring because that's probably what everybody else might have guessed, but I think it's, it's the one thing that, uh, you know, over the past years we, we always thought, you know, hey, you know, this just isn't ever going to change. You know, we're going to, um, you know, be uh, uh, coached by uh, uh, Jason Garrett and, you know, hopefully he'll find the formula to win us some Super Bowls. And, uh, but we all, I guess we all felt and thought that we needed that change. Um, and so it was good, you know, to see that the Cowboys front office um, – you know, uh, finally swallowed that pill. And, and, you know, along with that, you know, they've uh, decided to invest, uh, you know, on Demarcus Lawrence. They've decided to invest in Zeke. 
You know, and I think the only uh, missing ingredient is, is the Dak situation. But, yeah, I, and for me it's just, uh, you know, seeing a, uh, I think what is, what I would term, you know, a, a very uh, concise uh, approach to, you know, let's, let's reset, uh, and I think that's the word I'd like to use, is let's just reset, regroup, revisit what we've been doing and change what we think, uh, you know, needs to be done for in order for us to, you know, stay on a course of continuous improvement. And, um, you know, I think that's the change that resonates the most with me, and, and I'm glad to see it. You know, we've uh, we've talked about this, been playing some golf as of late, and, um, you know, peek behind the curtain here, I have a wicked slice off the tee, um, and it's not fun, and it actually haunts my dreams um, more often than not. Um, but there, there have been, it's been worse before. Let, let's, let's be clear here for my, uh, my sake. There's been market improvement in that department. Um, however, once upon a time, I mean, I literally had to aim like 90 degrees left. You know what I mean? Like it, it was that bad. And it always kind of felt like that was the Cowboys, right? Like they, they were just adjusting for the Garrett factor, whatever you want to call that, however 90 degrees, you know, worked in, in, in this analogy. And it takes work, right? It takes work to straighten out your slice because you have to you have to change your grip and you have to change, you know, where you position the ball. You have to, you know, be focused on flicking your wrist. You know, you have to make sure you're, you're switching your hips and all sorts of things. And a lot of people don't want to put in the work. And a lot of people say, you know what, I'll just aim left forever. You know what I mean? And it felt like the Cowboys were going to aim left forever. But it's kind of impressive to see, okay, we're willing to do – the work to straighten this thing out. And I do think that that will be the most popular answer. Um, I think, I think a legitimate answer, but I don't think anyone will give it is actually somebody you named is Dak Prescott, because I think a year ago there was a lot of question about him. There was a lot of, I don't know if he's the guy, you know, I know he's eligible for a deal, but the Cowboys don't need to do it. Make him go out and prove it the final year of his rookie deal. And he went out and proved it. And, this is a really divisive subject, a really divisive football subject for a lot of Cowboys fans and, and just football fans in general. I do think that there are people, and I've seen you know different people that tweet at us and stuff, that have said, you know what, a year ago, I was not sold. But after what happened throughout the 2019 season, I'm all in. I'm Team Dak. Pay him. Pay the man, whatever the case may be. I do think that there was a big leap there for a lot of people. Um, I also think that there was maybe a big leap or a big change uh, from people. And look, I, I am not, you know against any player getting paid. I, I think every player should get paid as much as he possibly can at the moment that he possibly can. But I think that there were a lot of people a year ago who were like, pay Zeke. Zeke is the heartbeat of the offense that have now shifted to the running backs don't matter club that is very popular on Twitter and online and in football culture, etc. So I, I think that I think that more people, I guess what I'm saying is, think that Zeke is not replaceable, but that he is not irreplaceable when they may have thought that a year ago. True point there, and I, I follow that analogy. I follow that logic. Uh, you know, I follow that train of thought, uh, and I would uh, probably say that I'm. You know, I'm. I'm on that. Uh, I'm part of that. Not that I doubted. Uh, you know, Dak's abilities last year. I I thought he was good. You know, each one of his years, maybe a sophomore year, 
yeah, you know, had the, some some questionable, you know, right. things. But you know, there was a lot going on that year without when Zeke was suspended right, and what have you. Right, that was so, the, the Chaz Green game. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, again, you know, it was a bad year, no matter how you look at it, how you slice and dice it, because there was obviously some things also that went his way last year. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. But, no, I mean, I, I think that's a valid argument. I think that's a valid, uh, you know, thought process for the question you're asking. I also think something that people have shifted on not completely you know jumped radically um is amari cooper now this is something uh i've talked to a lot about with connor livesey one of our contributors at blogging the boys one of our front page writers uh co-host of talking the star and connor was the first person last year through the season to tweet something to the effect of yeah, I mean, I remember it specifically because I remember messaging him on our message client and said, dude, watch out. This Because <laughs> he tweeted something like, I think we're starting to see the Amari that Oakland complained about. Uh, you know, when it was up and down and on the road and at home and et cetera. And I think a year ago, a year ago, so June 1st, 2019, I think if you asked an average Cowboys fan, Amari Cooper was a top five wide receiver, right? Like it was, you know, it was DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and then people were arguing maybe Julio Jones and then Antonio Brown, although granted that changed radically. Um, But, and then people were putting Amari Cooper in that mix. And I, I think that people now feel Amari's good, but he's just, he's just good. He's just Amari good. And and that's okay. But I, I don't think that as many people are riding the Amari as a top five wide receiver train. I think some, some did right when he got signed, uh, got to his new deal. But I think that people have just kind of cooled off on that. I think, um, you know, I, I just feel like uh, some of the decision-making that it went into some of the games last year, you know, had nothing to do with Amari. He, just, he sure. was a victim of, of circumstances there. And, um, you know, because we saw his obvious talent uh, more often than not. So, you know, I'm willing to give him, you know, the, the, the big benefit of the doubt that, you know, the games, the plays, the scenarios, the situations where he wasn't as uh, elite looking as, as we see him on other occasions, you know, I, I believe there were other external forces or variables or factors sure. that contributed to that. And, you know, I mean, you know, to his credit, um, you know, he, ro- he goes with the punches. He rolls. He doesn't, you know become irate uh obviously irate i mean i think he you know it stings or whatever but yeah he's, you know, he's, he's different in that way yeah he you know he's uh he's a guy that you know is coachable and you know he'll do what's asked of him but i mean i'm not uh i'm not so here you, to say that uh i think he's any less than what i thought he was at his best so you you haven't shifted much on amari over no the last i year, haven't shifted on, on to, to be clear i haven't really um, I'm just kind of, these, these are the subjects that I, I, or these are the answers I think will get the most, you know, based on the way Twitter is and the way our comments are. Yeah. Um, but along those lines, I also think a big change has happened regarding Michael Gallup in a good way. I think that a year ago people thought, oh, he's good and, and maybe he'll be okay. You know what I mean? And, and I think because a year ago it was it was Amari, Amari, Amari. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that this past year, Michael Gallup really ballooned and really kind of blew up. And so much to the point that so many people correctly in my mind said they would not give up Michael Gallup in a trade to acquire Jamal Adams when that stuff 
was floating around. I mean, and my point is, I think a year ago, if you had said, you can have Jamal Adams for Michael Gallup, every Cowboys fan would have been like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Versus now, I think it, it makes all the sense in the world to say no to that because Michael Gallup is that good. So I actually think that that might be the answer, that, that the biggest change has happened in a positive direction on, on behalf of Michael Gallup. I think so. Um, I think Michael Gallup, uh, yeah, I mean, he his evolution last year was dramatic. And, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, maybe some people go that route. And I would uh, probably agree there. I mean, you know, Michael Gallup was, you know, I thought uh, considered or perceived as good. But now I perceive him as better than good, uh, you know, better than average. And I'm glad he's, uh, you know, part of our team right now. Um, the other thought I was having was, you know, just thinking about, um, you know, the Cowboys and Jason Witten. And, you know, a year mm, ago. That's a great answer. A year ago, I think if, um, you know, people had said, um, you know, well, you know, Jason Witten is going to be wanting to and willing to play for the Cowboys a second year. Oh, yeah, because at this point he already had come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and and for us to think, oh no, you know they're not going to accept. I mean, to me, that's a huge mindset change uh, on behalf of, of the Cowboys, and and I don't know where that originates. If that's you know at the coaching level, uh, coaching staff level, or front office level, but nevertheless, it's a change. It's a dramatic change. Uh, you know, for them to be willing to. You know, part ways with uh, who probably. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a good handful of people that that uh, are kind of perceived or referred to as Mr. Cowboy. There's Bob Lilly. He's, there's he's Roger this generation's Mr. Cowboy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's unbelievable that he's you know wanting to play football and wanted to play for Dallas, and he and did they said not, no. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that they're. I think this is a great answer to the question, but I think that there are actually two answers there. Uh, and I've talked about one of them a few times here on the podcast. And that one is the way Cowboys fans view Jason Witten. Because when, you know, and it was so casual the way the news was announced. It was literally the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account tweeted a story that Jason Witten was returning. And it was like, what? You know, it was it was wild. And because when stuff like that happens, people just kind of, let's go. You know what I mean? Like all the hype and stuff. And that, I, I don't know of a player that has lost as much currency with Cowboys fans as Jason Witten did last year. I mean, I'd, I'd rather put it that way than say you know, falling from grace. I don't think he fell from grace. I no. think I, I think Chris Richard fell from grace. But I, I think that Witten lost a lot of currency. And, you know, he went from, you know, the guy that, you know, had the parade at the star, you know, the retirement ceremony. And, and th th that's a special camp of people. I, I believe if, if you can't be the guy that won the Super Bowl, you want to be the guy that the team let down. You know what I mean? Because that's that's how your legend lives forever. And I'm not at all trying to slight Tony Romo, but Tony Romo lives in that camp, right? Oh, if if the Cowboys had just done the, you know what I mean? Like, and so his legend grows larger in that sense. And Jason Witten was in that camp. Oh man, the Cowboys had one of the best tight ends in NFL history, and they just wasted him. And he risked all that, you know. And and good for him. That's what he wanted to do with his life. And you know, he risked it all, and he was. You know, his currency was lost to the point that he went from being that guy to being seen as, you know, a 
uh, you know, somebody who was impeding the growth of Blake Jarwin. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he went, he, he just fell so far in the eyes of so many that he became this progress stopper. And, and that was the risk. And now he's playing with the Las Vegas Raiders and it's going to be really weird. And, you know, so I think that's one way that things have changed on Witten. But I think the, the more impactful way is what you were talking about. I think nepotism isn't the right word, but there has definitely been a level of favoritism from the Cowboys with their special players. And Jason Witten is without question one of their special players, so much to the point that we're, like we're saying, he, after a year away, said, hey, I want to play. And they were like, okay, cool, you can start. You know what I mean? Like, that would never happen anywhere else. And, um, and so the fact that the Cowboys I, – I honestly believe that is a top three offseason move that this regime made in finally cutting the cord and saying, you know what, Witten, we appreciate you. We love you. Your name will be in the ring of honor. You've got the big photo at the star. But right now, you are not what's best for our football team. And I don't know who specifically is in charge of that, like you said. I don't know if it's Mike McCarthy. I don't know if it's Will McClay, if it's Jerry, if it's Steven. But whoever did that, there's obviously a change in coaching and people are going to point to that. That is a big, big, big change. And maybe that's the answer. That's a change in philosophy and in disposition. No, yeah, I mean, it, and, and like we're saying, you know, I mean, you know, Witten uh, was, uh, I mean, I think anything he asked for, he could have got. And, and, Until you know, 2020. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, some, some variables or some forces change there. And, um, you know, but to his credit, uh, you know, he hasn't uh, badmouthed anybody or right. anything. You know, he's, uh, you know, still trying to uh, make his comeback, and I wish him well. I think we all do. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I think I recall that, uh, you know, when the coaching uh, search was on, his name even came up as a, as a potential candidate to some degree as a, as a replacement for Garrett. There, there was that, not report, but there was, there was talk. I mean, yeah. And I don't mean, I'm not saying there was talk, you know, from Official. the Cowboys. Right, but there was, there was talk online. There was talk on yeah. Twitter that that was at least, that he was going to get an interview. That's what it was, that he was going to get an interview and people lost their minds. But I also think on the subject of that, you know, the whole thing was he, he returned to the Cowboys because he realized broadcasting wasn't his life. Football was his life. He was going to go from playing for the Cowboys to coaching for the Cowboys, being their tight ends coach. And again, the fact that the Cowboys didn't just hand him the tight end coaching job to me is impressive. And and I, I think that that's a, a smart decision on their behalf to stop catering to their favorite players. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, but sure, um, you know, that's, I think, one thought that I would have in terms of uh, – you know, in a response to the question you say in terms of what has changed the most from what we thought last year to this year on the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think that Jason Witten, because he kind of answers two of them, is, is at least my answer. And it sounds like is your answer. But I think a lot of people will say, I feel more confident in the coaching staff. Sure. Um, you know, and that, that will kind of be the most popular answer. But uh, we're curious for what you have to say. You can let me know. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Ochoa. You will have, as mentioned, a new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray in your podcast feed later today. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple devices, 
Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. We are everywhere. We are anywhere all the time. If you need a direct link, just hit me up and I'll help you get that as well. Um, and, and just once again, want to mention that we know there's a lot going on and we do hope that talking about the Cowboys uh, brings you joy, brings you happiness. Uh, we love talking about the Cowboys and we appreciate you making us part of your Cowboys experience. And uh, we hope talking about the Cowboys is uh, something we can share together for a long time. Uh, so uh, do us a favor. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. So with all that being said, we will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys. And peace out.